of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not happy and dilly. Don't go around with me. Hello, fellow Asgardians, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast Special Thor Edition. That's right, this week we're covering Thor Love and Thunder. And if you want to hear more about us, don't forget you can take us on the go with Podbeam, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or any other listening stations on social media. You can find us on Facebook of most of any with the Misfit Faction Media Network, with Cinematic Adventures, with the Multiverse Fancast, with MF Uncensored. On Instagram, you can find us at Bibliophiles Assemble and Misfit Faction. And on the TikTok and Twitter, you can find us at Misfit Faction. You can also check us out and all of our content on the website, themisfitfaction.com, where you can listen to all of our past shows, our other sister shows. You can read some nice articles from yours truly and from Paul, too. And on my left, we have the very able, capable, and handsome Paul. How are you today, Paul? I'm doing well, Rob. Thank you for asking. How are you today? I am awesome. And on my right is the exceptionally capable and even more wonderful Ronnie. How are you today, Ronnie? I'm doing fantastic. You're making me blush over here. <laughs> As you're, I'm you ready? Mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin Rob's day. This is also an episode of Cinematic Adventures, and I didn't tell him that. <laughs> yeah, no, you did say that. <laughs> oh, okay, and and I God. knew that was coming. Yes, and we are also covering for Cinematic Adventures. We Sean is usually with us, but Sean did come and see the movie with us, and he did give us a Star City rating, which we will share later on in the broadcast. Will we? But yes. Well, he, he texted it to us, so Ronnie will share it with us. But he could not be here today because he has a life, unlike the three of us. So, first off, before yeah, we get into... We're all <laughs> Yeah, he's still in the dating realm, so he's, he's, he does, he's got more free time. So, to start off our podcast today, though, we're going to go over to Ronnie, who's got some news. Ronnie, take us through the news today. We're done. All right. <laughs> All right. Now, starting things off, we have some, I guess, casting news, you can say. We have, it's been confirmed, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio are returning in Echo. So they're going to be doing, obviously, their roles of Daredevil it's as nice. well as Kingpin. So. It's nice that they're starting to fold a lot of the Netflix shows more yes. so into the MCU. We well, It wasn't just yeah. a one-off. So. And now there are all those shows on Disney Plus where... Are but they're Slowly. not officially canon. Yeah, they're just putting like, them on there. Yeah, right like they were, and then they said they weren't canon, and now they're starting to reintegrate them. I guess they kind of have to be canon if you got Charlie Cox making cameos all over the I place. Know. So I mean, right? Kingpin was in the in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> or in, 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 Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Was in Hawkeye. Yeah. So. so you you would think it's got to be. Well, apparently, so it's funny you guys say that. Superman and Lois just had its uh, season finale. And in the season finale, they established that that was not part of the Arrowverse, that it was actually its own oh, Earth. Right. And everybody was like, well, what the hell? Like, yeah. you had Diggle in it. So there's, and, there's yeah, rules. very confusing. All right. Interesting. But yeah, so that's pretty much our first bit of news. Second bit of news, we have uh, Paper Girls got a full trailer out there. And you know what this reminds me of? What? It's almost like Umbrella Academy yeah. meets Stranger Things. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah right? it, it does seem like that. I've read, I don't know how familiar you guys are with it. I've read the comics. It's Brian K. Vaughn, who also does Saga and a couple mm-hmm. others. He, it's it's <laughs> sort of like, like yeah, and they actually have said that they want Stranger Things fans to sort of read and, and watch this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about four 12-year-old paper girls from 1988 who have like, there's time traveling and there's intergalactic stuff and there's wormholes and everything. And it's, it's, it's a fun comic. I don't know how well it'll translate to Amazon, but that's coming out at the end of the month. All right. Very cool. 
Yeah. What else you got for us, Ronnie? I was going to see if Paul wanted anything to add he on about look, Paper Girls over there. Like I, I'm more of a Paperboy kind of fan from mm-hmm. the Nintendo. Yeah, I love that game. <laughs> on, on the Game Boy, just playing it. was tough. I used to it play was. it in the arcade because they had the actual yes. handlebars from oh. the- But moving on with our news, next little bit is Death Note is being given a second chance on Netflix with the Duffer Brothers. Very cool. Yeah, yeah ne- Death Note, you know, we like to throw a little thing in there for you anime fans. So if you're an anime fan, you absolutely know what Death Note is. Also, Death Note was a cartoon from back in 2006, I think it was. And then Netflix tried it and it didn't work. I think Willem Dafoe was in it. Yeah, um, he voiced yeah. Uh, the demon. Yeah, yeah. and it, I didn't even bother watching it. I'm a big fan of the comics and the movies and I, they're fantastic. It's some of the best anime that's out mm-hmm. there. And I, did, I heard the movie was terrible, so I didn't even bother. So it's nice to know that someone is with capable abilities is going to tackle it. Yeah. Like, so, all right. Another bit of kind of casting news is Daniel Kaluuya... All right, Maybe we practiced that. It. Will not be in Black Panther Wakanda forever. Yeah. Like he won't be in it forever or like he won't, he won't be, be in it in, at all? He won't be in the movie that's coming oh, out. Oh, it's called Wakanda Forever. Yeah. You know it. that movie we know nothing about. Yeah. <laughs> Other than who's in it and who's apparently not in it. I'm okay with it. I feel like his character didn't really have anything you know, integral into, you know, the Black Panther right. movie anyway. Well, the only thing he brings to the table with it is an Academy Award. Yeah. So well, yes, but not from thing. that. Not from that. Jared yes. Leto has an Academy Award. Doesn't really mean much. Suicide Squad has an Academy oh, Award. They give <laughs> those things to everybody. It's Morbin time. Yeah. But we also have another little bit of news because um, we'll be talking about whistling a little bit later on in the show. We have Marvel visual effects artists are whistleblowing about poor working conditions, so... Yeah, have you heard anything about this at all? Yeah, Paul's nodding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently because Marvel movies are and TV are in such a production rush, mm-hmm. and I can only imagine it's gotten crazier since COVID actually ended with everything right. getting put back, yeah. dialing up to an 11. So I guess there's been some behind the scenes complaints about from the cat from like the crew working on some of these projects that uh, they're being unrealistic with their expectations yeah. and they're really pushing a little too hard. Yeah, video games were famous for it. Yeah. like video game companies left and right, the employees were quitting and, and filing suit and all that stuff. Mar- it's not the first time that Marvel Studios has been I don't want to say accused because that's a really strong word, but under fire. Uh, there have been discussions about the working conditions. There have been allegations. Not even that, because no legal action's ever been no. brought up. Oh, yeah. Joss Whedon, famously, yep. he com- he stated mm-hmm. that like he doesn't want to work with Marvel anymore just because they are so strict with some of their uh, their their requirements and yeah. expectations. But this is the first time we're hearing anything from a production level yeah. about it, mm-hmm. so it, it's interesting. My understanding is that this stemmed from a Reddit a subreddit. Yeah, where there's a lot of people just saying, you know, I, I'm quitting Marvel. I can't take this anymore. I've worked on three projects. I don't want to do this. I, the, it's unrealistic. Yeah. I'm, I don't get any sleep. So we're hope, I'm hoping Kevin Feige makes a statement at some point to address their needs and, and actually make some changes to help them out. Yeah. All right. Anything else? We have a, like a little bit of news to round it off because right. it goes hand in hand with what we're going to be discussing today, which is obviously Thor Love and Thunder. So to kind of kick things off, I guess the last bit of news is... The box office for Thor to this date, which is July 15th. So it's been out for a week. Mm -hmm. It has done so far $402 million. That's domestic and international. On a budget of $250 million. Very cool. So it's already made over $150 million. I'd say with advertising, probably about $100 million, which is nothing to scoff at. No. So, you know, it's 
It's been a hit, at least at the box office. You know, there are predictions that it will keep its number one spot this weekend, but it's going to be dropping, I would say, an average percentage. They're saying like 65%, which is around average, I would say. Yeah, it's a little higher. I think some of the word of mouth is not fantastic. I mean, it's not poisonous the way it was with like the Eternals or even Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but it's, it's not as great a momentum as it they were hoping but yeah. it's still good i mean the, the film is definitely in the black in terms of their gross oh yeah you know it, it's gonna do well it's gonna make money and i wouldn't be surprised if we have some sort of like you know a, another thor movie or some sort of like right. spin-off type yeah. of thing with it but that kind of wraps us up for the news for today very cool thank you ronnie great job so let's give you, every sir. let's before we go to break let's give our listeners a taste in three words or less Give me a reaction about Thor Love and Thunder. Three words or less. Good movie. All right, that's two. That's so specific. <laughs> I think that was one word. Right. That was a screaming goat reaction. Yeah, right. Very good. My three words or less. That's so limiting. I know. Well, I'm keeping okay. you on your toes. My, my real three, word, right, go ahead. three words. It's Love and Thunder. Mighty Thor. Okay, good. So only two. Yeah, three or less. That's two. Yeah, That's less than three. I know. Paul, I said. Good I said movie. good movie. I am gonna say awesomeness, but That's your three but words. Awesome awesomeness, <laughs> but predictable. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. With that, we hope to see you back after the break where we're gonna get into some full spoilerish details about Thor Love and Thunder. But first, a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us again. We are talking Thor, Love and Thunder, full spoilers now from here on out. This is Taika Waititi's film, which a story by Taika Waititi, which you, I think you know by now, if you've been listening to us or know anything about us or have even met the casual Marvel fan, that you know Taika Waititi has created one of the best movies in the Marvel Universe, and that is Ragnarok. Does this hold up? Does it hold a candle to it? That's what we're going to find out. So let's hear some initial reactions first. Non, Va- non-spoiler reactions Yeah, let's first. go non-spoiler reactions first. Paul, you want to give it a shot? The bar was really high, and mm-hmm. th- this movie comes very close to the bar, but doesn't doesn't quite doesn't quite get to it mm-hmm. it's got a lot of good it's if you're a fa- if you're a fan of ragnarok you're going to enjoy this movie but this movie is not better than thor ragnarok just like how civil war is a great captain america movie but it's not better than winter soldier correct in, in that mm-hmm. vein for me anyway i mean yeah. if yeah. somebody says that they like this movie better than ragnarok cool more power to you i think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah all those right. are mine ronnie i, I kind of agree i think we all had high expectations for this movie after what we saw with Ragnarok and it didn't meet it, but not necessarily in such a negative way. Mm. I I think there were some things that might've been a little bit better than Ragnarok that were done, but overall, you know, like Paul said, Ragnarok was, is definitely number one, you know, obviously when it comes to the Thor movies, it's number one, but this is definitely 
a continued step in the right direction, even though it's a step back necessarily, I guess you would say, because it doesn't, it's not better than Ragnarok, but it's still going on that progression where it's okay movie, meh movie, really, really good movie, solid good movie. So. Yeah, I, I and I think I'm going to agree with both of you on this. I think we're all on the same page with this. That I I I went in low with low expectations because I didn't want to be like, oh my gosh, you know, it's the guy who did Ragnarok. It's going to be awesome. I'm like, no, don't. That's the wrong yeah. mentality. Just go in accepting it for what it is. I also knew that it was sitting at I think 67 percent on Rotten Tomatoes too, which is there's some Marvel fatigue that's settling yeah. in for a lot of people. I just kind of missed the Hulk in this one. Yeah, I think that was a. I think that was a big thing for me in the in. Ragnarok. Okay, so let's go around. Let's let's talk about that now. Let's get a little bit more spoilish. What now that we've <laughs> all said this? What is what was this missing for you? So for you, it was the Hulk, Lena Headey, Jeff Goldblum, and Peter Dinklage. Also, yeah. Well, they're yeah. on the cutting room floor. <laughs> yeah, apparently yeah. Lena Headey is in a little bit of financial trouble because well, of it. Who was she playing? I uh, I don't know. It doesn't say who she was, but so apparently she was supposed to be in this film, and her casting agency or something along those lines said that they owe her money for this film, even though she's not in it. Like it's a whole big thing. You can look it up, but uh, mm, yeah, I don't know who she was supposed to be. But I think they could have had a lot. Of... Imagine if she was his wife from Three Hundred. <laughs> That would be funny. That would actually be really funny. But I, yeah. Here's the thing. I, we uh, we were talking about this in the theater, that they gave Simon Russell Beale a big like credit in, yeah. in the credits. I don't think he had any lines. So I wonder if there's something there that they completely cut out. I, yeah. I feel like there's a lot missing from this movie. I would have much rather watched a movie of them at the uh, at the God Coliseum for like yeah. an extra... Oh, yeah. Or even just an extra 15, 20 right. minutes of that. Just Because I was like, look at... This is... It's so weird because we've talked about it at nauseum on some of our other shows. We talked about it on Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. We talked about it for Moon Knight. That the idea of gods in the Marvel universe is still constantly changing, not yeah. evolving, just changing. And they're going like steps forward, step backwards, step forward, step backwards, like to the point where the Celestials that were there were hiding in the backgrounds because everybody's yeah. hated Eternal so much. Yeah, I, I gotta say that like I'm I, I'm looking up to see what she was supposed to be in. I don't think they've actually. I don't said think it, they've yeah. ever said. I, I wonder if she was supposed to be uh, what's Zeus's wife, Hera. 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 Yeah. That would have been fun. I do know that there is a four-hour cut that existed first of this movie before Taika Waititi cut it down significantly. Which, didn't he come out and... Sorry to cut you off. Didn't he come mm-hmm. out and say he hates director's cuts? He, I think he did right? say something like that. Didn't he say like something that. like that yeah. recently? So I, I, there's... Speaking of director's cuts, and because this is also an episode of Cinematic Adventures, oh, yes. not just... Who'd win in a fight? Because that's our thing on Cinematic Adventures. <laughs> we always say who'd win in a fight. Taika Waititi. No, no, no. Uh, Zeus from this movie uh-huh. or Zeus from Zack Snyder's Justice League? Zack Snyder's Justice League. I don't League. remember Zeus in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, he's he's like six feet, yeah. like pure muscle, like shooting yep. lightning wow. bolts. Is he? So he's you're saying he's fighting Russell Crowe? Yeah, the, I think that's your answer right there. It's Russell Crowe. I don't know this, this Russell Crowe Zeus. I want to see what he would have been like at his peak because they. So for yeah, those of you guys, he's got a dad bod. I really yeah, wish. Absolutely. I really wish producer Mel was here for this because she is huge on Greek mythology and, and just mythology in general. And that's why I wanted to see more of this aspect of the Marvel universe. And also some excuse as to why the gods don't get involved. Yeah. Cause that's yeah. also, again, another thing that they totally, which he says, well, this is vaguely mentioned. Yeah, he, he, like, sa- he says, everyone takes care of their own people. But so. nobody's doing nothing. Like the gods do, were they dusted away by Thanos. Uh, yeah. Are they actual? Well, no, because they're safe. He remember, he said, we're safe here. Not, they didn't say anything about Thanos. He indicated sort of a safe from everything kind of 
again, and, these are all questions that yeah. we don't yeah. have answers to. And now they, they also established that there is an afterlife in yeah. Marvel, even yeah, though in this movie they specifically said that there is no afterlife. Yeah. And it's very confusing. Well, I need it's some only rules. for Vikings. I need some rules, man. You have to die in battle. In battle, yes. Yeah, on the ride. You can't ride. die from battle. You have to die um, in battle, which, which is a gripe of mine. <laughs> On the ride home with my wife, with Lauren, who saw the movie with us, and Timmy too, of course. Yeah, Lauren said, I, you know, I said, what did you think of it? And she said, I have to see it again because it was different. Ex- I, I didn't expect them to introduce so much Greek mythology. So she says, I need to see it again and think about it through that lens. And a dumpling god. And there are, yeah. And dumpling, there are, yeah, she said there's a ton, she's good with her Greek mythology yeah. too. I'm sure she and Mel could probably have a great conversation. We'd sit there dumbly. But, Actually, I'm, I'm oh, fairly, so I, I do love my mythology. Right. But I, yeah, there was a lot. So you feel... So that's what you were missing. So what what would you what did you feel you were missing from it? I felt like we were missing the Guardians of the Galaxy. More of them. They were in it for two minutes, and I, saw I saw all their scenes in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that was the thing. Like I thought with what was in the trailer, I thought we would have seen a lot more of them. Mm-hmm. You know what we did have of them, loved it. You know, don't get me wrong, I loved it, but I, I would have loved to have seen a little bit more with them. Even if it was like, I don't even know, just later on in the movie, you know, like when he's like, oh, let me get some help. Yeah. You're, you're buddies with all these people that can help. I mean, can they really fight a god? I mean, they fought Thanos and they did a good job, Yeah. you know? So, I mean, fighting a god, yeah, it's a little bit different. I mean, they fought Ego. What was missing most for me was Loki. I, Loki was such a big part of he was what are you talking about Matt Damon was in this <laughs> fourth time fourth time that Matt Damon has played a Loki yeah four four times can, where, where are the other two Dogma he play, his character okay, was named right. Loki yeah. then he played him in Thor Ragnarok right yeah. then he played him in the Jane Silent Bob reboot oh I didn't and see even that makes again. fun of Does he? the new yeah. Loki oh Matt Damon's and funny. this is his fourth time he's, I like Matt Damon yeah. I really wish yeah. we had seen that play I know yeah. I miss Tom Hiddleston he was such a important foil in Ragnarok for mm-hmm. me that he made so much wonderful so alright so that's the a negative but now let's reverse that what's one thing that was in this film that you thought was especially effective more than anything I'll, I'll even go first on this one go first on this one Taj's as storytelling vehicles like I thought Watiti was able to give us a lot of information in a very brief because there I think like I can think of three montages that he had in there yeah. one, and, and each of them had Korg telling a story to someone yes. about this is what happened and it spared us all the time of having to actually see all that happen yeah. and it, it gave us all the important notes and I thought that was neat to be able to do that in such a short amount of time because the movie is not long it's mm-hmm. it's under is it under two hours just about just yeah, about. yeah. yeah I, I think, think it, like it is 155 yeah uh, it is yeah, 158 according to oh. IMDb uh, which is rare for a Marvel movie. Uh, and so there were a lot of times in the movie when things were happening, I'm like, we don't have time for this. Come on, go quicker. Yeah. And then they would do the montages and it's like, ah, oh, all this information. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness I have that. So yeah. what what was added that was great for you? I think all the fun little cameo type of people that we had in this, I thought was great. Like it wasn't anything like fan service you know just get them in just to get them in you know you had Kat Dennings still in Skarsgård I immediately thought of you as soon as Kat Dennings came on I'm like oh Paul must be so happy right now Uh, Melissa McCarthy that was funny and her husband as As, a stage manager was in it yeah Daryl was the best I was so excited to see Daryl in there and and then for me I was Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso I love 
Ted Lasso and to see him come into this as Hercules as Hercules is great. I'm hoping to see. And he looks, him I love him. He looks accurate as Hercules. Like, yeah, I, very I, comic. Yeah, accurate. very comic accurate. I was yeah. impressed. So I, th- I think to me that might be a, a top. You know, a good thing about this movie was getting all these faces that we have seen before and new faces. Like I said, right. with you know Melissa McCarthy in it. You know, I think it was great. Paul Gore was terrifying. Yeah, we have not had such a scary visually, just character wise, yeah. just a t- very creepy, scary mm. villain. Like he made it work. <laughs> like everything bad about Malekith, the Dark Elf, was much yeah. <laughs> like same kind of vibe, just yeah. like that darkness vibe. But Gore was scary. I I got sort of a Ronan the Accuser vibe, but better. Yeah, yeah. much better. Yeah. thousand percent. All right. So now that we've talked about that, let's talk. Let's real quick for those who haven't seen it, Paul, since you seem to have a good handle on this. Tell us, what's this movie about? Thor's midlife crisis. Okay. <laughs> I like that. But instead and, of buying and, a motorcycle. But this is also, it's also my gripe with this film. It gets a boat. Yeah. yeah basically. <laughs> this is, I would much rather watch the stories of Thor, the space Viking, just mm-hmm. traveling around, just mm-hmm. help. I feel like we took a lot of steps backwards for Thor. Okay. And that's the problem with a character like Thor where he goes through great character progression and then he gets put into an Avengers movie and Mm. then he goes backwards because it's different directors, different storytelling, different this, filmed different times. Like, I feel like Thor Ragnarok Thor was very different when you finally get to – when you get to Infinity War than obviously Endgame Mm. and then he gets – better but he's still searching for purpose like i feel i i just it's very strange yeah. okay but really this is thor's midlife crisis right. what is he here for all right ronnie take us through the plot line of this what's what's what are the events here we didn't he just do that he told he gave us the overall <laughs> story basically things start off with thor and the guardians of the galaxy defending some place i don't remember what the heck that place was yeah or whatever and he's just sitting up on the train just I'm just waiting for someone to tell me they need my help. And I, to me, that whole opening scene was fantastic. But yeah. basically, it's just Thor trying to save the world again. And with the help of Mighty Thor and Valkyrie, basically. And just their their goal is Gore the God Butcher is coming to take over and kill all the gods. And they're trying to stop him. And he just uses shadows to kill people right. and Paul. take babies. I, I have a question for you guys. Have we ever, under any circumstances, had any indication that either Stormbreaker or Mjolnir had some sort of sentience to them? Yes, and I'll tell and I'll tell you when. In the very first Thor, when Odin whispers to it. See, I thought that was just Odin using his own power oh, to yeah. infuse yeah. it with oh, yeah. like just like their their this alien like, magic type thing. Shall hold yeah. this shall possess the power. Like Thor. obviously, there there was some <laughs> sort of sentience to Mjolnir but just in terms of that specific spell yeah like just like how anybody can grab Stormbreaker because that enchantment's not on it I thought the hammer pulled you off yeah, <laughs> he did actually ride Stormbreaker, which was the funniest thing. Yeah, like a witch. Yeah, but I, I was very All like right. it was a good visual gag every once in a while, but then it got to like a point. I was like, yeah, it's getting a little weird. All of a sudden, yeah. Stormbreaker like comes into the frame. Like, what are you doing, Thor? Like, yeah, I kind of like it, you know. it was a little because it, it, it was so much of something that we haven't seen before, yeah. and we're four Thor movies, and you know, so many yeah. Avengers movies that I mean, this was never a thing. I, I think it was just done based on the fact that it's like. The X girl, the X weapon, you know, the mm-hmm. with the, with the I, new, I get the no story new girl, but like the new the new weapon. So there's that jealousy factor. I, I get the story but, parallels. I really yes. do. Um, and you know, it's funny when he he does pick up Mjolnir. He's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but like, 
it was just so it was like so much. Yeah. So this story also then reintroduces fan favorite from a while ago, Jane Foster. Yeah. So how fan favorites are very well, strong f- strong phrasing. All right, I'll temper that. A a sometimes looked upon favorably Jane Foster. <laughs> Natalie Portman, I love. I love mm-hmm. Natalie Portman. I'll I'll watch a lot of Natalie Portman stuff. I obviously Star Wars is the big her, mm-hmm. her like her real start in Hollywood. You yeah. know, she did other things, but Star Wars was what like Black really Black Swan, right. Right. Closer is another Viva great one. Vendetta. Viva yeah. Vendetta, like all great stuff. She's she's good in the first movie. Then in the second movie, I just I, I can't. I think that's just Thor Love and uh, Thor the Dark World though, because it's just such a bad movie. Yeah. Well, the part of the pro- she was also in a very bad mood on that movie too. Yeah, because Patty Jenkins Pat, was right. supposed to direct it. Yeah, and she didn't. And she and Patty Jenkins had collaborated, and then all her ideas went out the window. So mm-hmm. that's why she didn't return. Mm-hmm. And Taika Waititi was able to get her back for this. Yeah. So Jane Foster is back in the picture. Tell us a little bit about where Jane Foster is in this story. I'm gonna, this is gonna be dark. A hospital bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. She has can. She has stage four cancer. Ballsy that they actually did it. Yeah, yeah. And so she is looking for her way out and her way to sort of heal herself. And she's tried all sorts of things. She's tried chemo, and nothing seems to be working. So she then goes to Mjolnir, and yep. she f- hopes that that could cure her. And that then reintroduces her to Thor who is in Asgard being attacked by all of these shadow monsters by Gore the God Butcher. Mm-hmm. And we're off with the <laughs> plot line. We're off to see the wizard. <laughs> so what do we think about this Jane Foster, Ronnie? I, I liked her better than the other two. I mean, it, it, what I really liked too was the fact that the, the difference you see when she's Jane Foster and Mighty Thor is so drastic. It's like, well done that she looks... Like how, you know, like somebody with stage four cancer Mm -hmm. should look like. And then, you know, when she's Mighty Thor, she looks great. I mean, all muscle and everything like that. You know, her character was there. She had a nice story with this. It wasn't just, I'm the love interest. It's, yeah, I'm the love interest, but I'm also here to kick some butt. And she kicks butt in this Yeah, she was not defined. I agree with you. I like that, that she was not defined by the romance in the story. Not the damsel in distress or anything like that. You know, at first, with the cancer, it's, yes, you know, kind of in a way, but... But she doesn't need Thor to save her. Exactly. In fact, it's just the opposite. She's the one that saves him. Paul, thoughts about Jane Foster? I I thought it was very ballsy that they actually did the cancer storyline, which is from the comics. Is it? It is. A lot of times with stuff like that, the studio tends to hold back. And this was the first... This Marvel movie actually had some stakes to it. Like, Mm -hmm. I was kind of surprised. There are a lot of fake-out deaths in this movie. Like, a lot of fake-out deaths. Yeah, there's... I even saw an article running around that said, like, Marvel needs to knock it off with the fake-out deaths because they do it way too much. It makes sense with a Thor movie just because we're so used to Loki. But, like, yeah, there was a lot of fake-out. And they even made that... Joke in there about Loki dying yeah. three times, <laughs> which, was, which was very. <laughs> and funny. then Loki oh, yeah. died again, and but then he, died he again. lost him again. And yeah, he... I uh, Lady Thor or Mighty Thor, excuse me. I think physically she had the look, she had the the whole package to that. I like seeing the montage of them after the Dark World in between that yeah. and Ragnarok. Yeah, because that I you talking about the romance? Yeah, yeah. like because they actually do at the end of Ragnarok they get together. Or excuse me, at the end of the Dark World they get together in the mid credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like so he comes back for her tell, and tell our listeners what that montage is about. It is them being an actual couple, which was it, it was a very. A very normal relationship in a superhero type world, mm-hmm. which was which was nice to see. Like the, you see them in their their early honeymoon stage, you know, mm-hmm. where they're happy and they're watching movies. It's great when they're watching the scary movie and he picks up the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> but like you see all that, and then you start to see, you know, 
he's a superhero doing super because we don't know what happens with Thor between the Dark World and Ragnarok. We know that at the beginning of Ragnarok, he's going around like trying to like bring some semblance of control to yeah. the Nine Realms, but there, obviously there was a big time jump, mm-hmm. and most people are saying that Jane Foster actually got blipped because she mm-hmm. says. What has it been, three years? And he's like, eight. Oh, yeah. right. Oh, that's so there's cool. a, a theory that she actually got blipped, which they don't even address. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's nice to see what happened with them instead of just the, you know, the, sorry, Jane dumped you. Yeah. I, I dumped oh, her. It was a mutual dumping. I think it's actually one of the few times, other than I can think of like with Peter Quill and Gamora, that we actually have a romance in the MCU. Those are few and far between. Yeah. At least not a creepy one like Steve and Little Carter. <laughs> yeah. Sharon Carter. Yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, we, we definitely see like Steve and uh, Peggy. I'd also argue Pepper and Tony. Like they, they yeah. had one of the most tumultuous relationships. But we don't ever see them like being romantic and Everyone's lovey. A, a little it's, bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a it's, little bit. It's nice that we actually saw a kiss and it was a, an earned kiss in this one too. Fun fact, speaking about kissing for mm-hmm. uh, for this movie, behind the scenes, f- fun fact from the fanny pack, Ooh. apparently Natalie Portman is vegan. So anytime yes. that her and Chris Hemsworth were going to do a kiss, he actually abstained from eating meat the day of oh. out of respect to her, which hmm. I thought was a nice thing, especially mm-hmm. with all the protein that guy needs. Oh my God. Chris Pratt even said he's like, you know, like, and Chris Pratt's not a, not a schlub by any you know, mm-hmm. he like he got into great shape for the first Guardians, and he's kind of stayed that way. He actually looks, he looked really thin. Very should, thin. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. He looked really fit and healthy. Yeah, yeah. And even he was yeah. went on record in a lot of the interviews, going, "Yo, like he, he's." Everybody says that Chris Hemsworth is just like a specimen yeah. to look well, at, and he works hard. I uh, heard Christian Bale said that he didn't even want to try and compete with that, <laughs> yeah, so no. he just said, "I'm just doing me." I, I'm yeah. just wondering how his wife liked that kiss because yeah. his wife was on set. His wife was the Wolf Woman. Yeah. In, in the movie. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, so in, in the Thor Dark World's post credit scene, it's actually his wife that he's kissing yeah. on the balcony, not oh, Natalie really? Portman. Yeah. Yeah. wonder how she took that kiss. So, <laughs> and like we said, we've got Christian Bale doing Gore the God Butcher, which we kind of commented on that already. It's nice Fantastic. to see like real chops coming to a, mm-hmm. a bad guy. I did feel though that he, like Hela, was not given enough. Like he had one, like the scene in the shadow realm where, where he's, what the, the plot goes is that, you know, Thor then takes, well, story, Gore comes in, it steals all the children from Asgard. Mm-hmm. Thor is trying to put a team together. And when they chase Gore to the shadow realm, he fights them there and Gore gets some monologuing there. And I thought that was like really great, but I, there were so many action scenes with Gore where there was just no talking from yeah. Gore and I would have liked to have the, seen I that. I feel like there's more. stuff cut out from him. Yeah. Yeah. One of the creepy and I guess you could say scariest parts of the movie is when he's in the cage with the kids. Oof, it is, it is like, and, and, and he's a like, spine tickling. yeah, that, that, that to me, I sat there and I was like, mommy. Yeah. Yeah. There were some real terrifying moments. Yeah. Like actually when the, when Gore is attacking Asgard and the shadows just start coming out, that was very, very creepy. Then they, mm-hmm. they, it was really weird, really creepy, really scary. And then they just cut to all of a sudden the monsters coming out, which I was like, Oh, I thought yeah. they could have taken it a little further with the creep factor. You know, the one, the one real thing that they definitely dropped the ball on with Gore mm. in the con- I don't know if you're familiar with him in the comics, but he actually has symbiote powers. The sword mm-hmm. is created by Null, the first of the symbiotes, okay. and the the Necro sword kind of gives. It's made. All right, I'm reading this. The blade was forged by Null, the uh, the first of the Clintar species, which is the, what the actual name is for the symbiotes, using the head of a slain celestial. So it's a very powerful weapon, but it is used. By in a symbiote way, mm-hmm. I would have loved if they had done something with the Venom symbiote that's still lurking around the MCU in this, yeah. or like they do it. 
the shadows are symbiotes. Like that's what they're they're kind of oh, work yeah. around it. Mm-hmm. And that's probably because that's sense. What, it makes sense. But it would have been a great way to introduce the symbiotes because I don't know what the legal logistics of that are per se. Because mm. I know that they just use the word mutation in uh, Miss yeah, Marvel, Marvel, which we're going to talk about next week. Two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, next week's the boys. Yeah. Okay. So I, again, that's one like one teeny time, and also yeah. obviously the fact that. What are the odds that he just needed to walk 15 feet to his left to find a god oasis after literally four minutes after yeah, Star died? Yeah, yeah, I've got questions about gore also. Like, I, uh, here's a, all right. Here's a question for you guys. Seven is damn it. Does his wish with the infinity always okay? So, eternity, eternity. Okay, so the the story goes is that Gore is trying to get his way to eternity because he wants to take revenge on all the gods mm-hmm. and kill them all. And we assume that he is working his way to eternity because when you get there, you get one wish and it's, I'm, please kill all the gods. Was it? Or was that a bait and switch? Or, or did he change his heart at the end and I want his Thor, daughter back? I think Thor managed to convince him yeah. to, to change his the way. And also the sword was gone too. So the influence, you could see him starting to turn, he turned back to his normal yeah. form. Yeah. So I think, I, again, I, that's not something that was. It was the sword that wanted the gods dead. It wasn't gore. Because one of the last did. scenes has them at the eternity. Is that it? Yes. At the eternity, and they're in Infinity's this. Infinity's his uh, twin sister. Fun fact. Oh, and they're in this like watery place, and I have to say, for the entirety of that scene, I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. Like, who's thinking what? Where are they going? Mm. What? What do they want? Second reference to eternity in the MCU. First one, ready? Yeah. Deep cut. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yep. In the scene where Ego takes control of Peter Quill, Peter's yes. eyes galaxy kind of glaze over yeah. and he asks what he sees and he says eternity. Eternity. And that's what that's eternity what looks like. like. Basically like a galaxy okay. silhouetted. Yeah. Very cool. It looks great. Yeah. Eternity looked fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. The visuals are, I think we can all agree the visuals were, you know, fantastic in which, yes. you know, that's something we're going to discuss in two weeks when we talk about Ms. Marvel, which is just the complete opposite. Well, of so I, I follow a page on Facebook called Science Bros. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, like the, the Science Bros, Dr. Banner and Tony Stark. Oh yeah. That's what they named it after. But they posted a picture of Heimdall's son floating and he's like and it looks so choppy and they're like this is a 200 million dollar budget movie (laughs) and it just looks rough yeah all right so let's go on we'll now let's talk about our other two members of the team and that is Valkyrie as played by Tessa Thompson Mm -hmm. fantastic job again all right and that was gonna be my question do you feel that she was given enough to do and and a good role in this film Ronnie I I do okay you know because She's she is a side character. I would love to see a Valkyrie movie. Mm-hmm. I, I would kill to see that. Yes, I will. Please no. don't kill anybody. <laughs> but I, I think I think she had enough to do. She's there as a support, right? She she is now the king of Asgard. Right. King Valkyrie. Uh, yes, King King Valkyrie. You know, so she's got her kingly duty and she plays a king very well because to me a king should be on the front lines like she was you know because she also is obviously a warrior at heart so i I don't know i i absolutely love tessa thompson and you know in these movies and valkyrie is such a badass i i would probably rather be like her than thor okay paul i think she made sense like there was no at no point were we like wondering what she was doing or why she was doing it like she was bored like she, she, she's a warrior. She never really wanted to be queen of Asgard. She just wanted somebody or king of Asgard. Yeah. She just wanted somebody to take the role. And Thor just kind of gave it to her. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, he's like, you're the, the real leader. And it almost like a cop out because yeah. instead of taking responsibility for himself. But uh, I think that 
she she's fun in this. She has great scenes with Korg, which was yes. unexpected. Yeah, they um, had good chemistry. Well, yeah. her it's same with the Hulk. Like she has great scenes with the Hulk in, in yeah. Ragnarok. I I wonder how much that is Watiti. Did you see uh, the Men in Black with Hemsworth and her? No. It's terrible. I've heard. And they, the two of them have zero chemistry in that film. Mm. And so I, I wonder if that comes down to director as to what can guide her properly. Because she was not very good in the Men in Black yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah, that, yeah. That's also script, too. Like, apparently it was atrocious. I was just reading this. Because in the movie here, she wears... She's wearing... She's got a lot of interesting wardrobe choices. Yeah, like vintage, like prints and stuff. Yeah, yeah there's a Phantom of the Opera. There's a basketball. And I'm seeing yep. here that she was interviewing with Vanity Fair. They have a what's called the Notes on a scene series which if you get a chance to watch them they're fantastic videos on youtube i've seen a number of them where they break down like a certain scene and what all the and how it dictated how their choices dictated the way it came out and it says here that those wardrobe choices came from jen robinson who wrote on the film and she was wearing a lot of these things when you met her and then they were talking about it you know was valkyrie a basketball fan is she into musical theater what is she interested in and then yeah. they kind of you know developed her character a little bit from there that's funny but yeah i think valkyrie like I was a little worried that she was just going to be like the the depressed sort of sometimes alcoholic. Like we like when we first saw her. Yeah, yeah. they um, still play a little nod to it. A yeah, a little bit. But I'm glad <laughs> they took Cork breaks it her down completely. <laughs> <laughs> that. Oh, so let's talk about Korg, please, because he is the best thing to come out of a Marvel movie. I thought I you said were going to say the best thing I to come out it. of yeah. best thing to it. come out of a volcano. Mm, yeah, that too. And we and we find out that I guess is is. Oh. Is there sexuality amongst Korg beasts? I think there's. There all, all I know, they're an all male race. They're yeah. an all male race. Okay. I do love his, his god sitting on the scissors because rock beats scissors. <laughs> rock beats scissors. <laughs> yes. Okay. I didn't understand that until yep. you just explained that. Uh-huh. I yeah. saw that and went, "Yes." That's What's awesome. his? God's name, like Hey Nani, something like something, that. Yeah, and he's sitting on a throne of scissors. <laughs> yep, because yep, rock, rock beats scissors. scissors. So, tell me a little bit about Korg, Ronnie. Korg is made of rocks. Made of rocks, and yeah, Korg is uh, to me. He he is what we would all be in in that world. Mm -hmm. Obviously, just not made out of rocks. I do love that. I do love that he finally finds his partner named Dwayne, which was also (laughs) another great thing. Who's who's well mustachioed? Yes, I might add. All right, Paul. Continuity error. Uh oh. What'd you find? You brought up the revolution. Cork specifically says, my mom and her boyfriend, who I hate. Okay, so what do you, what's the continuity error then? They establish that it's a male reproductive system, two men creating... Okay, so re- that means there are... Well, I guess... There are moms. I, I wonder Is if Is Cork the mom then? Of little Cork? Well, I, I wonder uh, if it's one of those like... Remember, mom doesn't have to necessarily be tied to gender. I know, but I, I yeah. now have follow-up questions that okay. I didn't know I would ever yes. need to know. I, I wonder if it's something like... You have male and male, and you're trying to create something strong. Because generally speaking, males are stronger, right? I, I think everyone. You mean kind physicality? Physic, yes. Okay. Right. So I wonder if it's one of those in their world or whatever. It's male and male hold hands to create the kids, but you still have a mom. You know, like a, like a husband and a wife was just. To, well, who who would have ever it. thought we'd want to know more about this about strange yeah, right? rock, about rock, rock creature sexuality. world? I will say, and I think we all know this too, that Taika Waititi introduces a lot of gender-fluid characters mm-hmm. into his work. I don't know if you guys have seen it, and if you on listening haven't seen this, I highly recommend this. It's on HBO. It's called Our Flag Means 
death. Mm-hmm. It stars Taika Waititi as Blackbeard, and it's actually a true story too. The whole mm-hmm. the whole thing about this Stephen Bonnet, who just one day he's a, a wealthy you know guy with a family who just all yeah. of a sudden one day decides to give it up, buy a ship, and become a pirate. Sounds about right. And uh, he meets Blackbeard, and in the show, the two of them fall in love. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. But Taika Waititi likes a lot of his gender fluid characters, and he's even made statements to say there should be more gender fluidity in film mm-hmm. to the point where no one even thinks about it anymore. Yeah. So now I guess that's where we are with Korg. <laughs> yeah. But oh, I, and Korg- we also learned that Korg can regrow himself quite easily. Yes. I think Korg learned that too. <laughs> yep. That and also he knows how to summon goats. <laughs> After several failed whistle all, tries, all you got yes. To do is whistle, whistle. But it was nice to see Korg as a part of the team and not just a side funny yes. character. Mm. And and he he can kick some butt. He, yeah. Adam, what was it called? What's what's the heck the place that they go to with the, all the gods? God Olympus. The, it's not Olympus. No, it's not, it's not Olympus. Olympus. And that's what it's we're going to talk about next, anyway. Yeah. Oh, come on. Omnipotent. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. So after they get the team together, they realize they need to get more people on this team. So they go to Omnipotent or Omnipotent? Omnipotent. Omnipotent? Omnipotent. Because it made me think of, oh my gosh. Sure would be nice if there were some Avengers or something. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, no one. I can't think. Oh, wow. Maybe they could send them an email. Oh, it made me think of Electronic mail. What? Nepotence. Nepotence? Oh, okay. Nepotism. <laughs> yes. Okay, so they have to go to Omnipotence, which is apparently the meeting place for all the gods. And, and where they hold the annual orgy. Yes. yes. As, <laughs> as indicated by Zeus. So then we've got Russell Crowe playing Zeus. Now, my read that Z- Russell Crowe recorded two totally different accents for this Zeus. I would love to hear the other one. I hope it was better because I could not tell what it was. It sounded Italian at one point. It, it sounded like... It's trying to be Greek. At it one did point. sound Greek to me just because I, I grew up hearing yeah. that my whole life. But it, it, I think he was trying for Greek more than anything. How did we feel about Zeus, Paul? He can flick off Thor's clothes anytime. Yeah. <laughs> Thorbot. <laughs> Thorbot. Thorbot. Yes. Hashtag yeah. Thorbot. Yep. I had no problem with him. He he made sense. If, again, it's a bit, most of the time in mythology, Zeus is a terrible, terrible being. Most yeah. of the yeah. gods tend to be. And Zeus was a man whore. The amount of women that Zeus tricked into relations or just had his way with mm-hmm. is shocking. Like, you read any old mythology and everybody was just really horny. And yeah. Yeah. the gods would literally sleep with anything. Zeus would come down as a swan and just rape people as a yeah. swan. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even Fenrir, the the the, uh, the wolf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's Loki's kid in the mm-hmm. mythology. Like, it, yeah. it, there's some weird stuff in mythology. Because it was used to explain the things that we couldn't explain as early civilizations. So... Zeus, he made sense. King of the gods, one of the most revered gods of all time, one of the most powerful gods of all time. So the fact that he was just like dad bod, yeah. surrounded by, I did like how he was surrounded by like attractive men and women. Like he was just like, yeah, this, yeah. this is the party. Like we're, we're all safe here. I would have liked to see a little bit more of, again, I feel like there's a lot more of that world that we should have explored. Yeah. And I, I feel like we will. I would have loved to see cameos from some bigger Marvel. Like they show a lot of the deities, like actual gods yeah. and goddesses. Yeah. Did you see the one from the Eternals? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I would have loved to see like that would have been a great time to show Galactus. I was yes. waiting for Galactus. Like I, that would have like they could have done it. Yeah. I think it would have taken away from because that's the problem with the Marvel movies when it's a solo movie they try and focus more on on that solo character mm-hmm. in their world and in the case of Thor obviously it's gods. Yeah. yeah. But again, I I I dug Zeus for the one scene that he's in. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Ronnie would two two that did credits. Oh, two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was odd. I like well, first of all, that he could throw a lightning bolt through Zeus, and then second, that Zeus was so like dainty. I'm fine. <laughs> I, I think it might have just been one of those. Like I'm retired because because yeah. I'm I'm in omnipotence where. I'm safe. I don't have to worry about protection or anything like that. And now I'm just going to be a complete dick I know, like I want to be. All the women Maybe. he's with, he probably should worry about protection. <laughs> Ronnie, yeah. what do you think about Zeus? I, I liked him. I, again, I wish there was more to him. Like, like we got to see more of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I did like how he, he was like, I'm this mighty Zeus, and then when like when he comes down to talk to Thor, he's like, "I'm actually really scared right now, so can we like keep this between us?" You know, and then he's like, "I'm Zeus, look at me go again." Just just wish there was more with him, yeah. Uh, which I I feel like there was supposed to be, and I think we will get more. Maybe not necessarily of him, right. but at least of Omnipotent City. Okay, so they go to Om- Omnipotent City. They are trying to bring some people onto their onto their cause and they aren't able to but they do get Zeus's thunderbolt yes. uh, and they get to run off with that and then they Light, lightning bolt lightning bolt no Thor, thunder Thor, is yes Thor thunder, is thunder is sound no zeus says it's a thunderbolt oh doesn't he correct him yes. yeah he right he does right. say Th- it's a thunderbolt thor says lightning bolt and he goes it's a thunderbolt oh that's right all right yes. so it is a thunderbolt so he gets the thunderbolt and then they go and they meet gore the god butcher in the shadow realm they fight there they are defeated because of course that's the second act so you mm-hmm. can't win in the second act but, 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 um, and then we head unless back unless it's miss marvel and they yeah. win in the fifth episode. <laughs> Spoilers for Miss Marvel. Mild. And then they have to withdraw. And now we're talking about character arcs. So who do you think has some of the... Who's got the strongest character arc here? The goats. Yeah. <laughs> so let's real quick talk about the goats since you bring it up. Tell this, us tell us about the goats, Ronnie. All right. When the goats first came on, I was like, this is the most annoying thing ever. This better be the only time we hear and see these goats. However... We did not. The comedic timing <laughs> of these goats was actually spot on. I thought I was going to be annoyed every time I I heard it. No, I was not. It was amazing. It was great. I am happy that we had the goats. Watching I will say that. Nebula trying to shoot yes. the goats. <laughs> goats. They were there. I read that Gawatiti gifted the goats to James Gunn. And James Gunn is now required to incorporate them in Guardians of the Galaxy three. I don't know how he <laughs> Thor took the. He, yeah, that's the rule. Is if you gift it to the director, the director has to incorporate it. Interesting. So we will see that the goats will return. <laughs> <laughs> so then we we go off in our third act. So then in our third act, we start seeing our, our arcs. So who do we feel has some of the has the best character arc, or or what was the most impactful character arc for you? I don't even know. I don't really watch these you. movies for the. I don't watch Thor well, who, movies for the. Right, I should say then, who do you felt grew the most by the end? Thor's hair. It didn't. It was static. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it grew back. I mean, I guess you can argue Thor just because at the end of it he accepts, you know, Jane. Yeah. Um, making her sacrifice. I can't say Jane Foster because, in all honesty, like because we haven't seen her in so long, it, mm-hmm. it's hard. And I hate to say it. I'm, that's. The, I'm trying to word this the right way. Her story makes sense, but it's not so much an arc. It's just her coming to the conclusion of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ronnie? I might have to agree with Paul. It might have to be Thor because 
no one else really had a story. You know. Yeah. He he was the only one that had a story. He's you know, he was in a bad place. We don't really see his character arc because they they wipe over it with him going from dad bod to god bod. Mm-hmm. You know, like like if we would have seen that, there would have been some like character building in this, but there really wasn't. I mean, I, I'm trying. Well, don't forget then, but at the end, because well, they they after they fi- face down Gore the God Butcher at the mm-hmm. end, Gore the God Butcher asks for his kid back, and then Gore the God Butcher dies. Does why? They said that the Necro Sword was going to kill, was killing him anyway. Yeah. Oh, they did. Okay, yeah, they, I, they, I missed they, that. Yeah, it was killing him slash keeping him alive because I think he was supposed to die anyway. You know. And and so then Gore the God Butcher asks Thor to sort of raise the kid as his own. And I think yeah. that shows tremendous growth too, because now he's yeah. he's well, because this And we had foreshadowing with that too. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that. Where, Where? Go ahead. When oh my god, Valkyrie and Korg were talking about Jane and him getting together, you oh, you think they're gonna have Thor babies? Okay. I was gonna go even further back and mm-hmm. say it was foreshadowed when Peter Quill was talking about staring into the eyes of the one that you love. Mm. And yeah. this is now his new per and that's yeah. what gives his life meaning is this child that he's raising. Apparently named Love. Mm-hmm. Is that the child's name? Supposedly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you said it was being played by his daughter. Kit daughter? Yeah, I saw Hemsworth kids are in this a lot. Like one of the running Thors was one of his kids. Yep, yeah, and yeah. So that's nice. They're incorporating that. Yeah. So all right, I think we're all in agreement that Thor's got the biggest. Would you say that Gore the God Butcher has an arc? No, no. He has Be- motivation. Motivation. Okay. Uh, to me, he doesn't have a character arc because it's a different character than who we see at the beginning of the movie. At the beginning of the movie, do we even know what his name is? At the beginning? He just says, he says Gore. His name is Gore? His yeah. name actually is okay. Gore, yeah. You know, so you have Gore, but then when he has the Necro Sword, then he becomes the Gore God the God Butcher. Butcher. Right. And that's just something taking over his mind. So in reality, Gore always wanted his daughter, while the sword slash symbiote wanted the gods to be dead. So mm. I, I wouldn't necessarily say there's a character arc. It's almost like saying, you know, Carnage and, you know... Woody Harrelson's character had a character arc. <laughs> you know? True. Good point. <laughs> so, disappointments <laughs> with this film. I, f- I feel like there is more that we didn't get to see. All right. And there's a lot on the cutting room floor that we didn't get to see. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of characters that I would have loved to see. I, w- I was still waiting for my Beta Ray cameo. Oh, I'm still patiently waiting for Beta Ray Bill. And What what does Beta Ray Bill wield? Stormbreaker. He does. Okay. Yeah. In the so. comics, he has his own uh, hammer called Stormbreaker. Which is why when they introduced it, they were like, oh, maybe we'll see. And Beta Ray Bill, you see a statue of him in uh, Ragnarok. He's yeah. on the tower. And we've even seen Throg. Yeah, we've seen Throg. Yeah. Just disappointments. I would have liked to see more of the God world and more of the question of the uh, same question that we had in Eternals. Why aren't you doing anything? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if they just say, we don't have to anymore. They don't worship us anymore. Cool. All right. I'm done. But, like, the fact that they're like, no, we protect our own. I'm like, half of Greece probably got blipped out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do something. I'd like to see more of a. I'd, I'd even like to see a, like a Battle of the Gods type movie, oh, where, yeah. where like a God Civil War with Battle Thor of Olympus? in it. I, I'd, I'd love That'd to see cool. it. That'd be really cool. My complaint was, and I said this in my opening three words: the predictability. I could kind of see the mm-hmm. same beats for every movie. That mm-hmm. here's a bad guy that didn't exist before. Here's his motivation. Like, and the it was such a simple plot too. Like, it was just. He kidnaps the kids to lure them to this place so he can get his wish. Yeah. Like it just, 
it, and it had the same beats. You, I could tell, I knew where things were going. There was, it was completely predictable. I, I knew what was good, how people were going to end up. I didn't, I kind of guessed that they were going to kill off, quote unquote, kill off Jane Foster at yeah. the end there. I don't, we don't know if she's, she's in Valhalla. That's all we know. And yeah. if that's a place you can return from, we're not sure. Mm-hmm. They showed her, so I would think they could. Yeah. Um, it's got to be something going on there with her. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think because at this point, don't you think they would have wanted, they would have gotten Heimdall back from yeah. Valhalla then? You know, because now you just reintroduced him. And Lady you Sif's know. arm. Yep, Lady Sif's arm. Yeah, but I just felt like like there was there's a tremendous amount of creativity on display in this film. Like the visuals are fantastic. There's so much, so many interesting characters. But plot wise, I thought it was just very kind of ordinary. Mm-hmm. Ronnie, kind of like a little bit of what both of you said. You know, like at times it was predictable and everything. You know. Again, just seeing a little bit more, like I said earlier, a little bit more of Guardians of the Galaxy would have been nice, Mm -hmm. you know, because it made it seem like Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy was like this huge team up and everything that we were going to see a lot of. Maybe we will in the new Guardians movie, possibly. The holiday special first. Yeah, well, that first, you know. (laughs) So I guess we're going back in time to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy and the just for the, Groot, just for the I am Groot for the I am Groot. Yeah, I don't even know yeah. where I am Groot is in terms of continuity. But, yeah, I don't know. So I, the goats to me also kind of seem like a new Groot. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> you know, you're trying to get a new new thing in there with the yeah. goats. Which again, uh, the goats were funny in this movie. We don't need to see them again, though. You know, I I there were a couple moments where I'm like, okay, they're just playing the hits here. Like when mm-hmm. they did the play again with Matt yeah. Damon and everything and they added some new things to it and it's like okay I felt yeah. they sometimes relied too much on nostalgia Paul this movie was Thor the Dark World with Taika Waititi's style yeah okay this was the almost the exact same plot. yeah I agree with you mm-hmm. it is literally like beat for beat same thing the reason Hela was such a good villain is because she kicks Thor and Loki's ass in her first four minutes of appearance yeah. Like, she shatters Mjolnir, she beats the crap out of them, they run away, and they still, like, they're licking their wounds. Gore, while he was tough, at no point did I think he was going to beat Thor. Yeah, yeah. same here. And they ne- they never make any sort of indication that he's capable of it. Also, is it me, or did it seem like Thor kind of got powered down? He, it, that's the problem. After Ragnarok, they really nerfed Thor. Yeah. yeah. Like, the whole point of Ragnarok was Thor coming to the realization is... Are you Thor, God of Hammers? No, yeah, like you're yeah. like, and he comes, he's like at peak Thor. Yeah. And then Infinity War starts off, I need an axe. Yeah. Wait, I, what? Yeah. I have a question and I think we're all going to have the same answers. 14. Rank your Thors. Mm. So there, there's go, four of them. I'll go first. I'm Thor. I don't think I can. Oh, I'll go first. Don't be a Thor loser. <laughs> Ragnarok, this one, the original and then Dark World. I'm going to agree with that. thousand percent. Yeah, I, yeah. Same here. Yeah. And I even saw a list online which ranked it exactly the exact same. Yeah, thousand percent. Which, if again, anyone wants to argue anything, no, you cannot. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you can't. Like, That's like, definitive. Like, like <laughs> Ragnarok is like, obviously like on a different level than the right. other three. You know, to me, this is maybe half a step to a step higher than the first one and then you know, we all know Dark World is yeah. trash. You know, underneath the basement. 
I felt like also on a, a similar note that they were trying to replay the hits here with Guns N' Roses the way they did with Zeppelin and yeah. Ragnarok. And they did it better in Ragnarok. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. It I was liked, great. And you were even saying, yes. you're like, this was the best soundtrack ever because they did cover, I believe, four, four Guns, Guns N' Roses, Roses songs yeah. in there. But yeah, it's still. So let's get into our ratings, Star City rating. Let's start with Sean's. Sean. Sean gives this movie... A three out of five. Okay. But yes. no no explanation. No explanation. Nope. He right. just said three out of three five. Three out of five. So. Thank you, Sean. A Paul. Three and a half out of five. It is thoroughly enjoyable. It is, again, it doesn't blow me. It didn't blow me away like Ragnarok did, because I think Ragnarok, I gave like a four or 4.5 even. But uh, this one, it's it's good. I enjoyed it. And like, I'd see it again. Obviously, producer Mel was not able to join us, so I'm sure she's going to want to see it mm-hmm. at some point. I'll still say it's better than Multiverse of Madness and stuff like that, yes. but I, I dug it. Three and a half. Probably only need to wait like 35 days before Something it comes on like Disney yeah. Plus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to agree. 3-5. This is definitely a movie that I would watch again. No no questions asked. You know, Jacqueline wants to go see it. All right, let's go see it. You know, like I know she did, but she didn't come with us. You know, but it's, it's definitely a movie that I can sit down and watch. It's not a movie that I could just throw on and do other stuff. Like yeah. I would want to watch this movie from start to finish again. You know, it, the visuals of it was amazing, especially when they're on shadow, the shadow realm yeah. and everything like that. And with all the kids, when, you know, when he gives them the temporary power of Thor, you know, I thought that whole thing was great, especially with the bunny with the laser eyes or lightning oh, yeah. eyes, I should say. And, and we um, should say for the listeners, shadow realm, they do that entire, it's like a 10 or 15 minute section entirely in black and white. Yes. Which was really visually. Oh, stunning. yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was amazing the way that this was shot. Big big props to Awatiti uh, for what yeah. he did with this movie. Um, you know, there, there are some things that li- leave us questioning about certain things and everything, you know, w- with the movie and characters and things that just don't kind of make sense, really. But overall... Great yeah. job. I, I will agree with both of you on that three and a half. It was it was good. I enjoyed it. I had a nice time. If it came back on again, I would watch it. Having just rewatched Ragnarok last week, I still, when I watch that, laugh out loud every time at the same spots. Yep. It is such a well-made, tight movie in terms of its pacing. The characters' work is fantastic. The visuals are just stunning. And this one didn't quite have that same level of all of those things, but it was still good. Yeah. Do you feel that Phase 4 is still at the same point in your brains now that it has been, where it's just like, I don't know where we're going. I don't know where we're going. I, yeah. I have no idea where we're going. However... This is by far the best thing to come out of Phase Four, and uh, hopefully, it things things stay with this. Like I, I hope this is where everyone takes their stuff from, mm-hmm. because nothing else really seemed connected yeah. to the MCU at all. You know, uh, th- this movie it, it had connections. You know, you had Hela and all that. The only thing like that really was missing was like. And he mentioned, you know, I guess really just Jane Foster about the yeah. blip. Like, it would have been cool to be like, did you get blipped during those five yeah. years? You know, like kind of things. But Or even just a mention mention of an Avenger. Yeah. We yeah. need to create an Which, army to go fight Gore. This is the complete opposite of Ms. Marvel, where she does nothing but talk about all the other yeah. Avengers. Like, he didn't even, like, 
he should have been like, well, what about Captain Marvel? Yeah. So what about Spider? What about Spider Man, whose name escapes me at this time? <laughs> like they could have. Yeah, had there's some- so many other people. I, I, uh, it's yeah. a yeah, it's a thing. I did notice in the opening Marvel credit that Moon Knight was in there. No, oh, yeah, they they added him. Yeah. In. Uh, same with Miss Marvel. Oh, was she that. in there too? No, no. In Miss Marvel, you can see him. Oh, you there. can see Moon Knight. Yeah. So I guess he's probably Barbara? wait waiting until. Well, fun fact: Moon, Moon Knight can uh, lift Mjolnir. Well, how do you know that? From the comics? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, because it was in the show. You didn't see that? Yeah, you didn't see that, that one scene? <laughs> I must have missed that. Because, I nodded off. Because the material that Mjolnir's made out of is from the moon. It's from like a dying moon. Okay. Forged in a dying star. Yeah, so with Conchu's, uh, with Conchu's help, he's able to, to lift it. All right. Very cool. So thank you very much for that. And now we will do some fan feedback Friday, which Paul is bringing up now. So this fan feedback Friday this week, we asked, oh, and I guess we should do cinematic also since this is going for both. Uh, I was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise. I didn't know he was going to bring up fan feedback surprise, Friday. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> He's glaring at me. Because I can just turn off the recording. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> so for fan day. feedback Friday, we asked. You are Apocalypse. Create your own four horsemen from any universe. I am right now going to say Korg, Valkyrie, Thor, and Jane Foster. Really, just from Thor? <laughs> or like from across the the multiverse of just entertainment. All right, I oh, am anything? going to pat myself oh. on the back. I think I have the best. All right, go let's ahead. see. We had Thanos with the stones, Dark Side, Black Adam, and Gilgamesh. Solid right. Gilgamesh. Wow, yeah. Ooh, that's impressive. Uh, me. From your friend Karina, Thanos, General Zod, Dark Side, and Doomsday. Ooh. Death from Supernatural, Black Adam. Dark Superman and Scarlet Witch from Ooh, Ronnie. Okay. Not, eh, solid, solid choices. Yeah, thank good. you, thank you, thank you. Oh, now I gotta go to Cinematic and Adventures. And from Cinematic Adventures, we have Ronnie whispering. Of course he is. <laughs> Let's see. For our Stranger Things fans, mm-hmm. Vecna is coming from you. What is your song to stop him? I don't. Did you see the latest? Uh, yes, I'm all caught up on. So, what would be your song for Vecna? Ooh, out all right. You? Go ahead and answer, and I'll come up with an answer. Give me a minute. Stop in the name of love before it breaks your heart. That's Stop from, yeah. in the name of the yep, yep. Mine would probably be Carry On Wayward Son in okay. Kansas. ACDC's Thunderstruck. Good one. Solid choices. <laughs> All right. That's fan feedback. No Guns N' Roses? No Guns N' Roses. <laughs> so thank you very much for joining us on Thor Love and Thunder. Next week, we will be covering The Boys, where we will talk about the last four the episodes as well as a season three overall. And then the week after that, we are looking at the Disney Plus show, Ms. Marvel. So don't forget, you can listen to all of our shows on Podbeam, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts, and also other listening stations. We can be found on the Facebook, on the Instagram, on the TikTok, and on the Twitter, where you can search Misfit Faction on any of those, and you'll see us. You can also check out our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com, where now you can read my entire review for Ms. Marvel before the show, so you can sort of get an idea of what you're looking forward to in that one, where I've also covered each of the episodes, so you can see the progression of that. And thank you so much for joining us. As always, I'm Rob. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Paul. And we'll be back. In a, in a flash. In a flash. Smorgasbord. See ya. Bye. <laughs>